Welcome to Sonic Artifacts, offering the best deals and interesting finds in affordable vintage music equipment across America. This week on our interview series, we sit down with Rick Stansfield, founder of Voyager Cabs. Building out of St. Louis, Missouri, his custom-designed guitar and bass cabins are handmade and naturally stylish. This is your host, Brian Trelemi, signing in from Manhattan. And your co-host, Max Braun, signing in from Brooklyn. Rick, thank you so much for coming on the show, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. Thanks for having me, guys. I uh, really appreciate the invite. This is great. Of course. Definitely, man. No, I love the name and I love the logo. Like, How did this get started for you, man? Well, the name, I actually, it was going to be Viking Cabs originally, and there was already a Viking amp. So I was like, oh, crap, I got to come up with something else. Um, the, uh, the logo came up. A friend of mine I used to play in a band with, um, I was like, hey, man, I need a logo. And he just whipped it up, and it, uh, it turned out great. Yeah, it kind of started out just I wanted to build something for myself. I built my first cab in 2017. Um, and then it just kind of snowballed from there. You know, I started building more. I uh, kind of refined, refined my process, you know, got a little bit better at it. And uh, yeah, people started digging what I was doing, you know, got a few orders here and there and uh, just kind of kept going. It's been going at a pretty good, uh, pretty good pace, you know, not, uh, not so much that I can't keep up, but at the same time, I've been nice and busy. It's been uh, a nice clip that I can maintain, you know. It's just you. Do you have any help? No, it's just me. Um, I build, uh, I got a shop here in my garage. Um, so I got kind of like the front corner, you know, half of a two car garage that I got all my equipment in. A lot of times what I'll do is I like to build in usually sets of three is about a nice, uh, a nice, you know, if I'm going to do some, I want to keep, uh, keep it moving. Um, so three at a time is like the perfect, uh, perfect amount because it's, I got enough room. I can finish them all at the same time. You know, I can cut all the pieces at the same time and, uh, it ends up working out pretty well that way. So noticing a consistency of, you know, a natural stain, uh, with obviously various colors. Is that kind of a signature look for you? Is that something you always like, wanted to do from the beginning? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, you see Tolex cabs all the time, right? You know, everybody's all the, all the big brands have Tolex. Um, and I want to do something different. Like I don't really, the wrapping just never really seemed to, uh, you know, it just didn't really interest me. I don't really have an interest in doing it. I always thought the staining looked really cool, especially going back. Like Mesa's always done some cool natural wood looks, um, on some of their heads and stuff. And, yeah, that's the the natural wood is is where it's at. I think I think it just looks really cool. You know, when you're on stage, it 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 just kind of pops out. It's always interesting. You know, it always catches people's eye for sure. And that's that's kind of been my thing so far. So the the logo and the name, just going back to that, you said Viking and then Voyager. You got you're a space fan. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, I've always been into outer space. Um, and just kind of the idea of like. Uh, exploring um you know i kind of go wherever my interests take me especially with the cabs you know i've been lucky enough that a lot of people have just kind of said i generally want this you know go for it so it's it's just kind of like uh you know i'm out there uh looking for cool stuff i'm looking for new woods i'm looking for uh you know interesting uh interesting design ideas yeah, I, I enjoy outer space. Just the idea of like not being stationary uh, as far as uh, like creatively not being stationary. You know, I try to keep it interesting and and as far as like, 
ideas and uh, and just doing different stuff. You know, keeping myself keeping myself engaged uh, creatively. You know, I've been in bands for a long time now, and and one thing that's been really interesting about building cabs and uh, and furniture too, but cabs. It, you get the same, or at least I do, I get the same kind of uh, fulfillment, you know, after I'm done with something, I can look at it and I can say, man, you know, this thing, it turned out really good. It, uh, it sounds really good. You know, the, my, my, uh, the client or my friend or whoever I built it for is really happy with it. You know, it's very similar to uh, when you're making music, you know, or, or it's got to be the same with other creative endeavors too. You know, whenever you're recording or um, even just writing a new song and playing in front of people and that feedback you get, just the, there's an immense, uh, you know, satisfaction and fulfillment out of taking something, just an idea, and then uh, taking it all the way to the end, to the, you know, as full creative as you can do it and, and taking it from start to finish. I get that same uh, that same feeling from uh, that I would get from playing music from from building, and it's it it kind of surprised me when I first started, you know, and and I built the first few, and I'm like, wow, I'm getting that same, you know, that same almost rush, and it's the same like roller coaster of emotions going from, oh man, I'm you know this is terrible, I suck, and then it's like, oh wait, no, it's not so bad. It's like, oh no, this sucks again, and then you're done, and you're like, oh, this is awesome, you know, it, it and you know, people like what you're doing. And uh, that kind of surprised me in that. And, and I guess it shouldn't have, but at the same time, I'm just like doing something different, you know, after playing music for so long, it was interesting. It was, it was, it's been really cool. How about that? It's been a really cool, uh, a really cool deal here to be able to do something in the music field, you know, while not necessarily playing music, you know, right now as much. What kind of, what kind of music? I see you got some big ass bass amps. <laughs> well, a little bit of everything. Um, you know, I, uh, I've been a bass player. Um, if any band I've ever been in, I've always played bass. I play guitar too, but um, bass is definitely where it's at for me. A little bit of everything, like, uh, you know, kind of, I don't even know what you call it, like, uh, you know, early 2000s, like, you know, quote unquote, scene bands, if you will. Well, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Wait, what? Uh, like, uh, uh, like the Strokes? No, 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 no. Like, uh, like, um, like Finch or, or okay. bands like that. You know, I was kind of in, I was in a, I was in a band, so sort of, sort of like that. And then, uh, in like a metalcore band in the two thousands. And then, uh, you know, I've been in prog bands. Um, I was in a, uh, I worked in a music store and was in a big, you know, a full 11 piece, uh, uh funk band with a horn section with yeah. all the people from the music store Right now, I'm just uh, I'm in a uh, classic country kind of cover band. I got kind of burned out. Um, we had my first kid. My wife and I had our first kid in 2011, and then uh, I was in like three bands at the time. Got really burned out, and uh, just didn't play after my second son was born. Like uh, 2014, 2015, um, I didn't really play much at all. Uh, I started building. I got hooked up with uh, with my cousin some people he knew started playing with them. And then uh, it just kind of like coincided to where that band started to take off uh, just locally, you know, here in the area, I started building more and I was like, I use those guys as like a springboard, like, okay, here's this thing. I just built play this tonight. 
It's like, oh, okay, that didn't work. Now you, I got the soda cab. Now you go play this tonight. Uh, you know, so I, I had like a, my own internal, like, uh, you know, <laughs> I used them as, as my, uh, my experiment, uh, you know, my test subjects, if you will. It ended up working great because I really settled on some, uh, some really cool, or at least I think they are, um, you know, designs and just a general kind of aesthetic that uh, I really like and people seem to like. And it sounds good, too. You know, I kind of realized that you can you can manipulate certain, especially with like an open back guitar cab, like you can manipulate the size of it and get different results, kind of depending on what you're going for. Uh, my friend Ryan, he's got a, uh, it's like a little Hughes and Kettner lunchbox head. You know, it came with, so it came with like a little 112 cab and it came with a vintage 30 and it sounded pretty good, right? You know, vintage 30, single 12 is going to sound, going to sound good. And then I was like, let me, let me build this up. And he's like, all right, just go for it. Whatever you want to do. So I built a, uh, it's a, it's a huge, it's almost the size of a 212. It's a massive open back 112 cab, real tall, real big. Um, it's uh solid ash. So it's real sturdy, um, you know, really, really heavy duty. And uh, it just opened that amp up. It was ridiculous how much it opened the amp up, you know, from a little bitty close back 112, and then a huge open back cab. It's it's just it makes that twenty watt amp just sound massive or eighteen watt or whatever it is. It uh, just makes it sound massive. So getting these uh, you know designs like I would imagine obviously like you know you kind of look at different like oh Fender specs are this Mesa does this like Marshall sure. half stacks. So from there like do you start tweaking like what was that process like? Yeah. Um, so like on my base cabs, I had a. Uh, I had a Sun uh, 115. Uh, I think it was a beta bass combo was what it started its life as. So by the time it made it to me, you know, the speaker had been changed out. The amp had been ripped out. It was pretty beat up. But uh, I thought it sounded good, you know, so I'm just kind of like, what are the speakers I have right now? You know, let's kind of tweak this. And, uh, you know, basically, I'm not reinventing the wheel here, right? The sounds we're going for, it's, it's, it's been done. You know, I'm not I'm not necessarily pushing new ground. Crazy shaped cabinet or whatever. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But at the same time, but at the same time, like, I guess you explained to us, like, what kind of woods you use. Um, and obviously, like you said, having like an oversized 12 cabinet, like a lot of people go for more portable. But it's like if you for sure. really increase the volume of a lower wattage head, correct? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was really surprised. It, uh, it, it, it increased not only the volume and, uh, the low end, it, it really just filled it out, you know, and, and even, uh, changing speakers too can have a pretty dramatic effect. Um, what I like to do if possible, I've sold, uh, you know, quite a few cabs here locally. There was one, one time in particular, um, you know, guy was kind of telling me, you know, he wasn't happy with his tone. He's got, uh, got two amps and, you know, he's like, I got this cab. I just, ah, I don't, you know, I don't like it. I, I you know, and I was like, well, you know, well, you can see behind me, I've generally got a pretty good pile of stuff laying around. Right. So he's, he's here. And I was like, just come over, come over. We'll set a bunch of stuff up in the garage and we'll, uh, we'll plug your gear in and we'll just kind of see what happens, you know? And so we came over and, you know, we, we plugged in a bunch of different stuff. We plugged in, uh, uh, we ended up settling on a 212 with Weber speakers in it. And then a 115. So this is a guitar player. 115. You know, we got him like, ah, this, this is probably going to be what you're looking for. So we plug it all in and he just strums it. You know, huge smile comes over his face and he's just like, oh man, this is, 
this is it. This is it. And I'm like, yes, that's what I'm talking about. You know, just that, that kind of, uh, that kind of feeling. A lot of guitar players don't really get the opportunity all the time to try a bunch of different stuff right there in a row. Right. Like it's, I mean, it's kind of awkward to go into guitar center with all your gear, you know, say you got an amp, say you bring that amp behind you that you got, you know, Max. And, and just like, you know, you don't want to do that. I mean, you don't be no, that guy, weird. right? It's pretty weird. Yeah. You, you're like a freaking weirdo doing that. But, you know, you come over to my house and like, I got stuff all over the place, you know, we'll just plug in. We'll, we'll see what's happening and, and get something going. You know, sometimes you can surprise yourself with what, with what you think you're looking for versus what, when you start playing through stuff, what you actually like. What I've really found is like kind of going back to the Celestian thing, like, you know, a lot of people have it. I need vintage thirties. I need cream backs. Right. And for some people, that's great. You know, that's, that's the sound. But for what I've really found is a lot of, especially the more, um, you know, modern guitar players are looking for almost like a, uh, a chimier, brighter, more American style speaker, like a Jensen. So I've been using Weber um, for a while, Ted Weber speakers, and uh, they make just the best, you know, basic 50 watt ceramic, you know, kind of old school. It's the best take on a Jensen that I've ever heard. A lot of people really seem to like it, you know, nice and bright. And it sounds good, quiet, you know, because a lot of people are playing low in their bedrooms, right? You know, nobody's playing a, you know, a half stack at home, right? If they're playing one at all these days, really. And then, uh, and the speakers sound really good scaled up, you know, a 50 watt speaker with a, uh, you know, with a 20 watt head. I mean, on just about anything you're doing, you know, unless you're playing, you know, big rock stuff, it's going to sound great. You know, it's going to sound awesome. You're going to get plenty of breakup and you're going to be able to really get your head up to full volume and get a little bit of crunch out of the speaker. And it's just going to be, it's going to be awesome. So it's, it's uh, getting, getting people to kind of play through something that they wouldn't have otherwise is, uh, is, is, is been good. There's a lot more similarities between the different styles of guitar players than anyone would, would think, you know, a, a modern like Neo soul kind of jazz guy, is looking for something relatively similar a lot of the times, you know, to somebody like uh, who's trying to do like the Tosinabasi thing or something like that. You know, they, they have more in common tonally, I think, than than what you would what you would think offhand. You know, a lot of a lot of punch, you know, uh, pretty bright and, uh, you know, a more upfront guitar tone. You know, a lot of people like vintage amps. A lot of people don't like vintage speakers. They can kind of lay there sometimes. So, you know, you get a good vintage amp with a little bit more modern take on a on a driver. And man, you can really get it, you know, right up in your face, really articulate, really punchy. And that's that's kind of what, you know, everybody's looking for right now. And and, you know, I'm more than happy to, to uh, provide that to people, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I think, uh, like you said, people are definitely going for that more. People love the old Jensen sounds. Now, sure. I see the you know some of the uh, cabinets you have for sale in your reverb shop. They do come fully loaded. And you obviously are pretty invested in the uh, you know different speakers and know a lot about speakers. So the, all your cabinets come loaded. Is that an option? And then it's also oh yeah yeah they come okay. So that's part of that's part of the process of getting the Voyager sound in that way. Well, yeah, or or if uh, you know if you got speakers, um, you know I've got what. I think sounds good to me, but at the same time, like 
you know, I've, I'll, I'll build whatever, you know, whatever you want, you know, it's not necessarily, um, you know, I'm gonna, you know, I, I don't want to be like, this is what everybody needs to play. You know, this is what everybody should have, you know, whatever you're into, you know, is, is totally cool with me, but, you know, even just being able to, uh, kind of open somebody up to something they wouldn't have thought about is, is pretty cool, but no, whatever, you know, I sell, uh, I sell cabs unloaded, you know, whatever, uh, what, whatever you want, it's totally custom, you know, everything. I, I don't know that I've built two exactly the same, you know, it's, it's really, I really enjoy like somebody's got an idea or, or maybe they don't. And they're just like, I, you know, I had a, a friend of mine, he, he was like, he wanted the solid wood cab and he's like, uh, I don't, I don't know what I want. Here's the head I got. Just knock, you know, knock me out is what he said. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, well, okay. So then I, I, I got the, uh, I, I went shopping and I got the uh, sickest piece of Babinga I could find. And uh, I made him a solid Babinga cab and it turned out unbelievable. It was just beautiful, you know, and, and he was totally happy with it. It was just like, uh, you know, that, that's, that's, that's some of my favorite uh, stuff to do is when, you know, somebody's just like, I got maybe a rough idea or, uh, you know, I got a color, you know, I want a purple 212 or here's the amp I got. I, you know, I don't really know what, you know, just, just kind of, you know, knock me out, you know, something like that. Oh, but then some people are like, know exactly what they want. And they're like, okay, here's, you know, I got it specked out and that's totally cool too. Like I am more than happy to, uh, to put something together that, uh, you know, you've got exactly what you want, you know, dimensions, wood, everything. And, uh, I am more than happy to do that too. That's, uh, that's pretty cool too. Cause you sometimes I'll come up with, uh, people will come up with stuff that I wouldn't necessarily think of offhand. You know, I've got what I think looks good and what sounds good, but that's kind of the beauty of it is like, whatever, you know, whatever you're into, whatever, whatever you can think of, you know, as long as I can physically pull it off, you know, I'm down, I'm down for all kind of crazy stuff. Definitely. So do you, so like what Babinga, first of all, what's Babinga? <laughs> it, it's a, uh, it is an exotic species of hardwood. I, I don't know exactly offhand where it comes from. The reason I picked it is Mesa has used it as head shells for like triple Rex and stuff out of their, uh, out of their custom shop. I've seen it before. And then uh, there's a really good uh, hardwood supplier here and you can just walk in and, you know, they've got all kinds of different stuff. And I saw the the slab. There's one, it was just one big board. And I was like, okay, I think, th and there ended up being just enough. I had, I had maybe this much left over, you know, maybe six inches left over. It was just enough. And it, uh, it just turned out beautiful, but it's got super unique brain pattern and uh, it just finishes beautifully. Yeah, it's it was really cool. So do you look for I know a lot of people we talk to, they're like, Oh, old wood, old wood, old wood. Do you know what I mean? Do you look for old stuff or not? Here in the Midwest, I'm kinda in the center of like, you know, American hardwood country, right? Like everything maple, hickory, uh, oak, walnut is all right here and plentiful. So like I try to use, you know, local stuff when possible. Uh, poplar poplar is one of my favorite woods to work with it's uh it's a little on the softer side not quite as soft as pine 
but uh, it works really beautifully. It finishes beautifully. Um, it's got a lot of variety in the grain pattern, which I think is cool. Like I like, uh, I generally like it whenever you can really see like differences in color, you know, looking across one board and you're, you can go from really light to really dark to like kind of medium stuff or all kinds of different shades in it. Um, hickory can be like that too. Um, but poplar is really good. It's easy to work with similar to pine, but just a little more robust. You know, it's a little, it holds up a little better. It's not quite as soft and it's, you know, it's cheap, (laughs) which is always great. (laughs) You know, I, uh, and, and it works really well. Um, I've got a, I got a whole pile of cedar in my garage right now, which which you would call like aromatic cedar, but it's all over the place, um, here in Missouri. And, uh, you know, I can get it, I can get it cheap. I can get it easy. Um, I'd love to do an oak cab. That's my next, uh, you know, I'm hoping for somebody. So if anybody's out there, I got a whole pile of uh, Missouri red oak with your name on it. Uh, whenever you're anybody's ready, <laughs> oh, that's but that's awesome. kind of what I want to do next. So yeah, whatever I get my hands on, you know, I, I, uh, I just like, uh, I like everything, you know, and old stuff can be tricky. Um, there isn't a lot of uh, super old stuff around that I'd want to use for a speaker cabinet. Like I'm not really into the rustic thing really, you know, I'm, I'm down with using what, what like a furniture maker would call inferior or, you know, naughty stuff or stuff that like a cabinet maker wouldn't use, um, you know, like, like kitchen cabinets. There's a lot of epoxies and uh, different ways that you can save a piece of wood that really lends itself to looking really pretty, but maybe it's got like uh, a bad spot or it's got a knot that you can fill, or it's got like some rot right down the middle. And it's like, Oh, this would be a great board otherwise, but you know, you can, you can use, uh, you can use stuff epoxies and, and save pieces that look really cool, but maybe structurally just need a little help, you know? And it's been kind of nice too. So like uh, with uh, since COVID the price of plywood um, has went up, has basically doubled, you know, it's really expensive. I'm to the point now where, you know, if somebody wants plywood, then sure, I'm, I'm happy to do it. But, you know, you're not saving any money per se. You're not gaining anything tonally, I don't think. And, uh, you know, you can have something really unique out of solid wood and, you know, it's not costing any more than, uh, than a plywood cab. So the plywood went up, but not solid wood? No, not, uh, not the kind of stuff I'm doing. So now like, uh, you know, if you go to like, you know, Home Depot and buy some two by fours, you know, they're expensive. Uh, they're more expensive than they used to be, but you know, I'm buying stuff straight off the sawmill. I've got a pretty good network of, uh, people here locally and, you know, I'm buying, I'm buying right from the mill and, uh, it really hasn't went up much at all on the stuff I'm using. You know, it's all locally, it's all locally harvested anyways. You know, maybe some stuff here and there is a little more expensive, Walnuts expensive, but it's always been expensive. You know, poplar's still pretty cheap. Um, you know, oak can be pretty cheap depending on what you're getting. Cedar's pretty cheap. Uh, all that stuff. And uh, one thing I like to do too, even if I'm using something that's maybe a little, a little more, you know, bland for the cab itself. One thing I like to do what is on mean? the back. What's something more bland? Oh, uh, like, uh, like just maybe more even wood that doesn't have a lot of character to it, okay. or. Uh, you know, it doesn't have a lot of um, cool grain patterns or if it's just a piece of plywood or if it's like, uh, you know, they want to do like a really dark stain. You know, you're not necessarily going to see a lot of the stuff in there. What I like to do is I like to do the back panels, especially on like a uh, like an open back guitar cab. I like to do the back panels as a different finish or a different color or a different wood species than the rest of the cab. 
So, you know, you look at it from the front and you're like, oh yeah, that looks, that looks rad. That's cool, man. And then you flip it around and you're like, oh shit, look at the back. Look at those panels. You know, you can, you can get some really cool color variations and it's just a neat touch. Uh, I think, I think it's, uh, you know, it's an easy way to really make something from being, you know, cool to being, you know, really special for somebody and, and really, you know, really making it something that somebody wants to hold on to for a long time. No, totally, man. I'm checking it out right now in the, your uh, reverb shop, and I see what you're saying. Yeah, the back panels are of a different stain, a different type of wood, so it pops out when you flip it over. Yeah, yep. And in terms of the grill cloths, uh, you know, do you offer a different variety? Or do you have like a certain uh, Voyager grill cloth? No, kind of whatever I can get my hands on or whatever somebody wants. You know, so I've had people supply grill cloth that they wanted to use. I do have a pretty good stash of uh, – of some vintage stuff that I got off of uh, some guys in Texas um, that sent up to me. What I really like to use, I actually buy by the yard from Ikea <laughs> of all places. <laughs> you know, it's not the most, uh, I wouldn't want to tour with a uh, grill like that, but for, you know, uh, local guys, homeboys, you know, it, uh, it looks great. Um, it's actually the, the ones right behind me. I don't know if you can see it or not, but uh, the more solid um, it's just like a solid, like uh, silver or, or uh, silver or brown you can get that kind of stuff from ikea um or from lots of different places you know really anything will work as long as it's not too dense you know you want uh, you don't want it to be super thick and dense you know with an open back cab you got a little more room to work with but uh closed back cab then i'll use more you know traditional grill cloth the open weave open weave stuff right let the air flow the sound flow yeah yeah, and the, it's the high end, really, is what uh, you know from my experience. Like, uh, it's you get a real thick grill cloth, and and it can kind of tamp the high end a little bit. I've actually had people want that on purpose, um, <laughs> so they're like, "Give me something really thick, just kind of knock that top end down." I'm like, okay, you know, and it turned out great, you know, what, what the guy wanted. But uh, yeah, it ended up uh, it ended up working well. So yeah, whatever you know, anything I will use anything I can get my hands on, or anything you know somebody somebody thinks looks cool or or whatever. If I can get it, I'll use it. If I can get the speaker, then I will put it in the cab for you. You know, I've got my favorites personally, but uh, you know, anything, anything anybody can dream of that I can physically do, I'm generally going to do it. Um, I can only think of one time. There was one time a guy wanted, he called me up. He wanted a, uh, it was a, he wanted a three by 18 base cab, but in a triangle. And I was like, Oh man, I, <laughs> one, I, I could probably do it. I don't think I could physically move it around my garage very It'd well. Be huge, right? It'd be like, you know, oh, I was man. like, I had, to, I had to turn him down. I was like, man, I, I, I get it. I, I am down with what you're going for. I am just not, <laughs> Where was he going to put it? <laughs> I am not the person to do that for you, but I wish you well. <laughs> Oh, it's man. for like a nightclub or something, you know? Oh man, it was, it was, I mean, he was dead set on it too. I tried to, I tried to talk him down. I was like, well, just, just do like a, you know, like a two by 18, maybe, you know, that, you know, it's just like an enormous fridge, you know, that, you know, that's a little more reasonable. Right. And he was, no, he was having none of it. It was a three eighteen or nothing at all. I had a one eighteen <laughs> once and it was too much. Like I couldn't even, I could barely fit it in my car. Like barely. They're wild. Yeah. They're wild. Yeah, fifteens are about perfect for me. That's the, any bigger than that, and it's just like you're just being ridiculous to be ridiculous. I mean, which I'm down with. Like, man, go for it. But 
you know, I, I, I'm not the man for the job. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, you have to pick that up with like a flatbed truck or something. It's like insane. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, just craziness. Craziness. No, yeah. oh, man, that's wild. So, uh, you know, obviously you're a bass player and, and we were talking earlier, you know, about open open back cabinets being pretty pretty straight up to you know can't really kind of mess that up but you know obviously when you get to close back and certainly base uh cabinets things get a little more complicated can you talk to that there's there's some really good designs that i've used um you know i was talking about that sun cab earlier and it was just it's like a vented uh 15 inch base cab sounds great a lot of times uh, with sealed cabs, um, I'll use Eminence speakers, and they've got their specs published right there on Eminence's website. So a lot of it, uh, you know, you're just taking the specs of what uh, of what they have, and you just build to that spec of that speaker, you know, and that seems to work out pretty well. Mesa has made a, a version of it, but it's the uh, the EV the EV uh, the Thiel cabs that Mesa's made. So like the uh, like the '80s 215 diesel cabs. That's that Electro Voice design. Um, the 112 Mesa Thiel cabs is that design. Um, the new orange uh, uh, 115 vented cabs is that same design. Uh, that one just sounds great. You know, you put a, uh, you put, I've got right now a, uh, it's a vintage uh, Electro Voice SRO 15 that I'll be building a, a, a box for it. You know, just kind of depending on what, when you get into bass, you really have to, decide on your speaker first and then design your box around the speaker. You know, you can, you can get lucky and, and, you know, throw some drivers in a box and have it sound great sometimes, but uh, for predictable results, you know, if you're, if you're doing something original, you really have to get your specs first, decide on your driver and then go from there with, with some experimentation too. You know, I'm, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not above just throwing some crap in a box and seeing if it works. Um, you know, there's been lots of uh, lots of stuff that I've built and then just scrapped because I was like, oh, this just this sounds like crap. You know, it doesn't sound good at all. So it's to the burn pile it goes. So so when I first started out, I would um, I was working at a steel foundry at the time. So I was digging plywood out of the dumpster at work and uh, just to just to mess with, just to experiment on. Some of them turned out pretty good. You know, cosmetically, they were a little rough, but uh Sound wise, they sounded really good. I got a few cabs out there that I'm like, ah, I probably should have just thrown those on the burn pile. <laughs> but uh, you know, what are you going to do? What do you do at that point? A lot of taking what the speaker can do, taking manufacturer specs, going from there, and then uh, you know, taking what other people have done and building off of that. But, uh, but no, going back to base stuff, I've got a couple of designs. The one, the the really big one behind me. Um, it's it's based off of that sun and uh it's it's just ridiculously huge it's like i don't think i'll do another one of those i'll be like let's 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 do a tl maybe that'll that'll be a little bit more uh a little bit more uh easier to move around yeah bass cabs are fun as a bass player it's uh it's a lot of fun to uh you know play something that i made myself and i'm happy with it you know that's that's been very cool when when you're gigging what uh what cab do you bring uh, right now, just the 115. Okay. Single 15. Yeah. Vented 115 with a, uh, with an Eminence Kappa in it. Yeah. Kappa's all, all the Eminence drivers are just awesome. I think. Which amp you using with it? I've got an Ampeg V4 reissue behind me. I've got a Baseman. It's a, uh, it's a Baseman 100T. So it's like, uh, I think it's from like the late 2000s, early 2010s, something like that. It really, I, I'm not super picky as far as amps. I mean, 
I, I, I kind of fall into the trap of, I think everything sounds good, you know, in some ways, like everything's a little different, you know, the Ampeg's pretty grindy and, and, uh, but I kind of like having a few on hand to just whatever, you know, whatever I'm in the mood for, um, you know, I like having different stuff. I like playing through different amps. It's, uh, and just different combinations. Um, you know, like I was saying earlier, like I'll, I love to just bring new stuff and throw it in front of my friends. Like, Hey, go, go play this. What's this sound like? Or I'll just bring stuff, you know, go, 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 go play this. What's, what do you think of this? What do you think of this? What do you think of this? You know? And, and it's a great way to just kind of, uh, you know, hash out ideas and, and, you know, kind of take the, what I think and what I'm hearing and seeing if other people are hearing the same thing. Um, you know, that's always kind of interesting to, to be, you know, I'll be like, okay, I know how I think this sounds. I, you know, what do you think to people with, you know, players with good ears and, and people that, you know, know what good stuff sounds like, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's been really revealing a lot of ways and a lot of ways it can, uh, kind of, you know, knock down some previously conceived notions that, you know, that I've had about, uh, about certain gear and what I like and what I thought I didn't like, you know, and, and a lot of it has to do with context, but a lot of it too, is just never really being, you know, being exposed to totally different stuff. Like it was pretty much just like Mesa Marshall, you know, that was, that was about it, you know, Ampeg fridge, you know, that was, that was my life for a long time. And, uh, you know, really, really breaking it down and, and having the time to just experiment with stuff. Is the uh, Ampeg fridge that 810? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yep. I had a few of those. Well, at one point I had two of those. I had a uh, I had a Mesa 810, a powerhouse 810. Um, that thing was awesome. It was wild. So that that cab, I had it. It was part of a full um, custom Mesa backline that uh, that the band I was in had. So it was uh, two four twelves and my eight ten in cream Tolex with the wicker grill, all matching. It was just ridiculously loud, you know. Just it just leveled people yeah, everywhere. That's insane, dude. It was awesome. <laughs> it was so awesome. And so what's funny? So I had the I had that I just sold that cab just here a couple of years ago. Um, the guy I had to list on Reverb. Guy hit me up, you know, and I'm 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 in you know I'm outside of St. Louis, and he's like, hey man, I'm in uh, I'm in New York. I'm in upstate New York. I was like, I want that cab. I'm going to drive down this weekend and get it. I'm like, okay, wow. <laughs> right on, you know? So he's, he's like, I'm going to bring cash with me. Would you do that? I'm like, yep. If you show up at my house with yeah. cash, <laughs> you want that from driving, you know, all overnight. And they, he did a, a dude and two of his buddies uh, rolled into my house after driving all night. Jesus. They, they left Friday afternoon, got to my house Saturday morning. We loaded that thing up. And, uh, you know, hung out for like an hour and then, all right, they're like, all right, we got to go. And then turned right back around and drove right back to upstate New York. How <laughs> far is that, man? I don't, that doesn't seem possible. I have no idea. I don't even know. Farther than I want to drive. Yeah. That. Jesus. But it was, I was like, you know what? Hey man, I, I appreciate, uh, I appreciate the gusto, man, because, uh, that's not yeah, something that's I wild, would do. Dude. Yeah. That's- and yeah. And I'm still, you know, I still keep in contact with the dude, uh, with the dude online and he's still got it, loves it. So I'm like, yeah, you know, kind of keep, keep tabs on some of my old gear, you know, <laughs> that's commitment for a gear find right there, man. Jeez. <laughs> he wanted, he said he'd been looking for one for a long time and, uh, I they must not have made too many of those, but man, those eight tens, it was, it was awesome comparing the Ampeg fridge to the Mesa fridge. So it was like the Ampeg 
you know, you can definitely tell it's a vintage design. It sits a little higher. You know, when I say sit, like as a bass player, you know, where it sits in the in the frequency mix with the rest of the band, I've always been pretty, you know, pretty acutely aware of where, you know, basically where where my bass is sitting sonically, right? So the Ampeg would sit a little higher, you know, it had a higher, just basically a higher range and more upper mid range kind of a, not necessarily a bark, but like a, uh, you know, an upper mid range thump. Whereas like the Mesa, it sat a little lower and it was, you know, it had, it had just a certain girth to its sound that I was like, oh man, that, that it was, it was awesome. It was awesome playing with it. I, uh, I, you know, I'm glad I sold it, but uh, I definitely missed that. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome, man. I mean, you had some good experiences. You could build, you could build another one if you wanted to, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, And that was kind of some of the thing too. You know, I was like, you know what, if I want it, I'll build it. Or if I want another one, I'll just go buy one. But I, you know, I got too much stuff. I don't need it. I got to get rid of some stuff. I'm kind of in that, in that cycle right now. I've got, uh, I got a whole pile of gear. I got a bunch of amps. I got a bunch of chassis I need to build hedge hills for and, and get, get sold. So it goes in goes in vicious cycles of buying and selling gear. <laughs> yeah, man. No, we have a podcast about it, pretty much. So. <laughs> exactly. The, oh, the the uh, the the uh, the Laney uh, PA you guys were talking about oh, last yeah. week. It's like, oh, you heard that? I was like, that's what I'm talking about. That's that's right up my alley, right there. Right, right. That was Max. You had that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I forget where that was. It was like middle of freaking nowhere. I think. I think it was like fifteen or fourteen hundred dollars too. It was good. Yeah, it was cheap, yeah. That, that was like, yeah, oh it's man, like that's, nothing. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that I'm like, oh, I would I would have a really hard time not buying that if it was locally. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> that's awesome. So uh, what about ported cabs, man? I don't really know that much about ported cabs. I It, it kind of goes with, uh, you know, with with what you're going for and what the speaker calls for. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of eminence, especially eminence, because they publish all of their uh, all their speaker parameters on the website right there. So it'll have, you know, if you want a ported cab, uh, you know, all the specs for for what you want to do what do you mean by like so the eminent speakers will call for a ported cab i don't understand well so it'll have if you go on eminence's website um and if you if you look at like a like a 15 inch delta it'll have you know recommended enclosure uh recommended enclosure sizes for different types of enclosures so if you want to uh a sealed cab, you know, it'll have their recommended internal volume for a sealed cab, but then it'll also have what's called the TS parameters. Uh, I think it's feel small parameters. And it's basically, it's, it's basically like the, uh, the spec, the operating specs of that speaker. What you can do is you can basically design an enclosure, either sealed, vented, ported, um, depending on the driver, you can design a an enclosure for that driver specifically to maximize what that driver is good at. And it's really helpful on the bass side. Um, not so much on the guitar side because, uh, you know, Fender pretty much proved that you throw a speaker in a box and it's going to sound good. And we like, you know, we've grown to like as, as fans of music and of as, as musicians ourselves, we've come to, to, to like that. That's, that's what we think of when we hear a guitar. Right. To a certain extent, you know, there's variations on that, but like, you know, a speaker in a box, we're, we're going to like what that sounds like generally. Right. Uh, bass is a little different because you're, you're going for a more accurate, more accurate sound 
rep- not representation. You're going for a more accurate response on the low end. So you want to maximize what that speaker can do. And you want to design your enclosure to maximize the strengths of that speaker, basically. I'm doing a crappy job explaining that. So I don't know. No, no, it's all right. So how would you do that? To be, obviously, the depth of the cabinet, the density of the wood, if you can go into like, you know, just how that actually works, I guess. Density of the wood is more, is kind of preference. Um, you know, Baltic birch is basically the standard Baltic birch plywood. Um, it's, uh, it's nice and rigid, especially big cabs. Um, Baltic birch is the way to go. It's basically, it's, it's a whole bunch of little bitty layers of wood stacked on top of one another and glued together. And it's very consistent. Um, it finishes beautifully. And that's, that's the sound that, you know, people have come to like for enclosures and for good reason. Um, on the guitar side, you know, you're not necessarily, you're, you're creating a sound. You're not reproducing a sound. You know, you're, you're trying to create something new. Yeah. It's, it's more of a, uh, sound creation versus sound reproduction the frequency of bass versus the sound of guitar i guess or something like that well and, and with a bass cab you're trying to efficiently reproduce low end it takes a lot more energy um, from an amp to create a lower frequency note than it does a high frequency note so a lot of what you're doing when you're designing an enclosure around a speaker is you're maximizing the efficiency of that speaker so that the amp can work as efficiently as possible and you can transmit as much sound as possible. Um, it takes, I don't know, there's, there's a formula for the lower the note, the, you know, the more, uh, the more power it takes to reproduce that note. Um, but, uh, yeah, it takes, it takes more power to reproduce a low note than it does a high note. And so you're maximizing the efficiency of the chain all the way from the amp all the way down through the speaker cap. And that's why we, Basically. that's why we, <laughs> and then that's why we have like 500 watt bass amps, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's why you have, you know, that's why, you know, 300 watt SVT, you know, is, is you, you know, keeping up with like, you know, a Fender twin or something like that. Right. You know, Fender twins are, you know, outrageously loud when they're, when they're cranked in a bar, but you got to have, it takes that much more bass amp to keep up with it. Right. Yeah. That was only 70 Watts, you know, versus 300, but at the same time you need a 300, 300 watt bass amp to keep up with a 70 watt guitar amp. For sure. Yeah. Especially, you know, if you're playing with a loud drummer, you know, loud band, it takes, uh, it takes a lot of power to keep up for sure. I think that's, you know, my opinion. <laughs> what do you think of all those crazy sun designs in the seventies from bass cabinets? Oh, they're bonkers. <laughs> It, what's wild is a lot of them don't sound that good. I don't think they weigh a million fucking pounds. <laughs> they're it's huge, crazy. and but yeah, and a lot of it, you know, speaker technology wasn't all that great, you know, in the seventies. Um, you had some some drivers that could keep up, like Electro Voice EVM stuff was was pretty awesome. It can handle a lot of power, but you know, you compare like a especially we'll we'll take those sun cabs for example. They came with their own their own sun branded drivers and they're just crappy. They're just terrible speakers, I think. You know, those those uh, those cabs just sound bad. But you know, if you do something similar but with a modern driver, it just blows them out of the water. I mean they're awesome. They're they're impressive to look at. You know, it's like uh you see one of those and, and, you know, like John Entwistle would have a whole wall of freaking, you know, sun, uh, you know, folded horn cabs. And it's just like, wow, oh, man, that's awesome. But I, you know, I don't think they sound that good. <laughs> Give me a fridge any day of the week. How about that? 
There you go, man. Yeah, you I mean you're in the Midwest. You got a van. I would see if you're moving a fridge around, right? Oh, a, a truck. Truck, right, right, yeah. right. Oh yeah, yeah. I gotta have a truck. I do at least. Well, and in, in two four just stuff. So you got to ship. You got to ship these cabinets now. Are a lot of people buying? Uh, you know, from around the country. Is it like mostly musicians? Oh yeah, gearheads. Yeah, I have no problem yeah. shipping. Yeah, uh, my my day job is actually um, I work for a uh, a uh, specialty fastener supplier, uh, and I'm shipping all day so it's that's not a problem anything across the country not a not a problem i used to work for a uh, chain of music stores doing all the shipping and receiving so uh i'm uh, well versed in packing precious gear let's put it that way now that's awesome yeah, not a problem <laughs> you know a lot of your customers are you finding it's a lot of bands or musicians or is it a lot of like one-off like gear gearheads who just want something custom you know Definitely a lot of gearheads that want something custom. It was kind of tough to judge, you know, with COVID, you know, the the lockdowns in the Midwest weren't nearly as hard as they were on the coasts, but still, I mean, everything just ground to a halt for, you know, two years. So it was kind of tough to judge. You know, I've seen my amps out in the wild a few, uh, a few times, my cabs. Um, so that's really cool to see. But uh, it's, I, yeah, mostly, mostly somebody looking for something super niche you know, looking for something different that you wouldn't necessarily see, necessarily see anywhere else. Yeah. Handmade custom yeah. built here, you know, it's, yep. you know, it, uh, is there any goals to like, you know, obviously if you get a ton of orders to scale up, get someone to help you out. It, you know, if, if it comes to that, absolutely. It's uh, it's, it's been, man, it's been just about right. Like I haven't really, I get just enough orders that it keeps me busy, but not so much that I have a crazy lead time. You know, I'm not like six months out on anything. You know, some of the other specialty, specialty outfits are kind of, uh, you know, I've heard of people waiting a year and stuff and, you know, I'm not there yet, but yeah, if it comes down to it, absolutely. I would, I would definitely scale up, you know, I've, uh, you know, or I, it, it'd be kind of tough to go full time. I've got two, uh, two elementary school kids. So, uh, you know, to go full time, I'd have to make a big jump, but you know, where I'm at right now, I'm, I'm very comfortable. It's, uh, I take it as it comes and just kind of, uh, it allows me to kind of like, uh, you know, just go after stuff and I can just kind of follow wherever my curiosity goes. You know, I can, I can take stuff in weird directions. I can build stuff for myself. I can build stuff for my friends that are into it. You know, I can, uh, I can build stuff on the side, you know, for somebody that wants it. Um, I don't generally build stuff just to with the intention of selling it like without an order i've I, I will sometimes i got two cabs up on my reverb shop right now um and that was i just had uh i had wood laying around kind of have to watch with the humidity um i don't like leaving you know nice lumber laying around too long especially in the winter time in missouri the humidity fluctuations can really um, mess with wood you know if i got materials i'll generally want to build with it but i try not to just go too crazy building basic cabs um just to have laying around i've gotten a really good response to uh the stuff i made so far it's it's been a lot of fun it's been really exciting to uh take what i've learned as a musician and really apply it to to doing something neat and uh creative adjacent or something like that is is you know i get to be uh i get to be involved in uh in music um in a different way than i have been in the past and it's uh it's been really fulfilling it's, it's been awesome. It's, it's been great. 
Yeah, as the how's the gear community been? Because I f- I feel the same way. I'm sure Max does too. As a, you know, we're still involved in music, and it's without the without the band thing, you know, it's still very satisfying. It's very cool, and everyone's been so cool in the gear world. How's your experience been? Oh, it's been great. You know, it's been great. There's some guys here locally that uh, that build uh, Justin Mills from uh, Mills Custom Music. He's here in St. Louis too. Um, he's been super cool. Um, he does all of my amp work. Uh, all my teching, you know, for, uh, I have a bad habit of buying broken amps that I want to, you know, know how they sound like, or if I see a deal on something cheap, I'm like, ah, I gotta buy it. And then I'll just, you know, drop it all off at Justin's shop. Like, you gotta fix all this stuff for me, (laughs) you know, but, uh, no, everybody I've met's been super cool, you know, and it's, uh, it's kind of mirrored my experience in, uh, you know, as a musician as well. Um, you know, you're going to have your, you're going to have your, uh, assholes here and there, but, uh, for the most part, everybody's been super awesome. I would have never thought it would have went this far after I built my first cab. You know, I kind of just did it for fun. I was going to build something for myself and, uh, it just, you know, it just snowballed and has, and has kind of taken off nice and steadily. And it's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun, you know, been, been able to meet a lot of really cool people doing it. Hell yeah, man. Now that's great. So people can reach out uh, through your Instagram. Obviously, Voyager Cabs will have up and your reverb shop. You do put up some cabinets, but like you said, it's really a custom order thing. So people can reach to you, out to you directly and kind of. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, get on uh, Instagram. Uh, I got a page on Facebook. Um, yeah, just search Voyager Cabs. You'll you'll find me. I'm, I'm easy to get a hold of. So if someone's got a, for example, they have uh, an amp and a chassis and they want a combo, can you do that? Absolutely. Okay. Or the other way too. It actually usually goes the other way. Somebody will yeah, have a combo probably. and they want a head. Yeah, I get those more so than taking a head into a into a uh, combo. But yeah, and I'll, I'll actually have several of those um, personally uh, here in the next in the coming months. That uh, I've had chassis that I've had laying around that I'm like, all right, I got to get I got to get these in head shells and get these sold. <laughs> got to get some got to get some room in my garage but but yeah really anything anybody's down for you know i'm i'm up for it the worst i'm gonna say is no i won't make fun of you too bad (laughs) what kind of chassis do you have laying around uh i've got a pv what i got a pv classic i've got a uh uh what else do i got i got an ampeg vh140 i've got a uh What's behind me? I've got a Fender Supersonic and I've got a Fender Blues Deluxe reissue. So here in the next, you know, little bit, that'll all be listed for sale as soon as I can get around to uh, finishing the head shells on them. <laughs> nice, man. So you just bought those chassises uh, used on the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just had them. Yeah, I've had them laying around. Some of them I've had for years and I'm just like, I got to get the stuff out of here. I got to get yeah. it gone. Yeah, <laughs> I can't. Right. I can't. Well, I do like, you know, I'm... I can't pass up a screaming deal when I see one. I mean, I just, I'm, I'm, <laughs> if I got money in my pocket and I see something like, oh man, that's cool. <laughs> I gotta have it. No, that's great. That's man. That's I mean, most, you know, especially now, like you can almost always, you know, turn something around for as long as you're not paying too much and get at least as long as I get my money back out of something, I have no problems, you know, moving along and just, just to hear what something's like, you know, I like to do that a lot. I just sold a cabinet. I got a bunch of cabinets, but if I'm ever looking for another cabinet, man, I'll definitely hit Dude, you up for sure. Hit me yeah. up. Shipping worldwide. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there you go, man. There you go. Hell yeah, man. Cool. Well, thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Awesome, Rick. Right. Peace out, man. man. Have, a great, have a great night, man. And that concludes this week's edition of our interview series here at Sonic Artifacts. Remember to please hit the subscribe button on your favorite streaming platform. 
Catch us every Tuesday for the best deals in affordable vintage music equipment across America. This is your host, Brian Schlund, signing off from Manhattan. And your co-host, Max Braun, signing off from Brooklyn. Get you on Tuesday.